0: Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends, and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. All right. This week's episode of Something New Every Week is a rare guest from my neighborhood or my new neighborhood. I am here with Shannon Dar- Daugherty, right? I'm saying that right, Darty. Daugherty. Daugherty yeah. uh, from St. Louis, different parts of St. Louis, but uh, I'm really excited to get to know her a little bit better and uh, and just chat, just get to know you better. So thank you for being on the show with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. We, you know, it's funny, we've hung out and I think we have, we share so many same good friends. And yeah. I think every time we're hanging out someplace, which hasn't been recently, obviously, uh, we have been where I'm here and you're over here and yeah. we don't <laughs> spend a lot of time talking to each other. So I, again, I'm really glad that we're going to get to know each other a little bit. For those of you who don't know Shannon, she is a portrait photographer. She does a lot of intimate photography. Uh, and I absolutely, and, and I've never told you this, I adore your work. I think you do beautiful, beautiful work. And, and watching your, your portraits over the years, I, there's, there's a quality to them that, that I just love. And it's almost, um, I, 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 I hate, and And if I say a word that doesn't describe what you think it is there's there's almost a like a haunted a haunted feeling to your images, which I love uh and and not in a bad way like there's 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 an emotion there that that I can't describe and it's in your posing, it's in the way that you in the lighting, it's in your processing and I really love it a lot
1: Thank you, thank you
0: so I don't know anything about one of the things that I love to do in this in this podcast is 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 origin story i don't know anything about you and uh-huh. let's say i don't know anything about you how you got started let's start let's start simple let's how did you get into photography where was the spark where did it begin
1: well i actually started as a painter okay. um, which would make a lot of sense eventually when people look at my work and they're like it has a painterly quality i think there's a lot of that i've put into my photography so When I started, I mean, I kind of come from an artistic family, kind of. My (laughs) mom has no artistic ability at all, but my grandma did. Uh And I think it's kind of a skipping in generation kind of thing. And so I really started doing like, I started, I mean, like probably most kids doing the um, acrylics and watercolors and then eventually moved into like oil painting, Mm. which... If you're in the art world, I mean, probably sounds a little snooty to say oil painting because it's it's a whole different process of doing that. Um, so that's what I went to school for was mostly my emphasis being oil painting and then uh, figure drawing. So figure drawing was really like a thing okay. for me to okay. to really understand. I just I liked working with people more than anything mm-hmm. else. Like I could paint like a still life all day, but it just didn't inspire me at all. So I went to school for painting, never really took any photography classes. Um, It kind of was a weird thing. I just almost stumbled upon because painting is really, really time consuming. You know, I mean, if you look into like any of the masters of, you know, hundreds of years ago, it took them like years to paint something. And I think my patience level was not there. (laughs) And I kind of just got, I just lost a little bit of a love for it, like, It's not like I was bad at it. I mean, all that subjective. I just, I didn't have a love for it. I felt like I was starting to see that. Uh So I really just started using like old cameras. My parents had old ones laying around. I will sound totally hipster for saying this, but I started one expired film,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, and
1: like broken down cameras and stuff. And then bought myself like a fir- my first DSLR, which was, I don't even remember what it was. I know it was a Nikon, which I don't shoot an Nikon, but I'm not getting into the camera debate with like right now. But, um, and kind of learned from there. Um, but it, it's weird. I don't even really know the origin of how I started. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I kept going with it. I kept wanting to learn and learn like what did i want to shoot what didn't i want to shoot and i learned very quickly what i did not want to shoot which was was... well um i don't really love photographing newborns because i think that there's people that are way better at it you know Uh they have such a love for it and um never asked me to photograph a wedding because i don't do it yeah again that's that's a whole other thing that i don't have the patience for
0: yeah. And you're one of the few people that I've interviewed on this uh, podcast that aren't wedding photographers. So it's, it's a joy for me to, to, to kind of expand that a little bit and, and get away from that. But even the people that aren't shooting weddings anymore, um, definitely have some beginnings to it. it doesn't sound like you had any kind of wedding photography career at all.
1: No, I've done, um, a couple of like small, intimate, like Vegas weddings Uh and, but they were with friends too. So like it was, it's so different, but yeah, I just. I can't say I would never do a wedding, but oh. it doesn't. It's it. There's so many other people that that's like their love, that's their passion. I'm like, you know what? You're way better at it. You can you can have them all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them all your way.
1: Yeah, I do. I refer like weddings and even headshots. Like headshots are not like my forte as much. Yeah. I I refer them to anybody else.
0: <laughs> it, it's funny that you do mention the art background, and I that definitely kind of draws me in a little bit and, and I can see your influence there and you're also one of the few photographers that I know that I've interviewed that went to art school for mm-hmm. any kind of medium whatsoever most of the people that I've met have been intern slash um school of hard knocks photographer photography mm-hmm. uh and uh I'm curious if you were starting over again, would you go to art school um, again? I like to ask that question, friends of mine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I would actually. Um, I feel like, so kind of like a short story about my family. I have yeah. two other siblings and they, uh, one is a teacher and one is a uh, social worker. Uh-huh. And I did, and I'm the youngest. So I always felt like I was just I don't like the term black sheep because I think uh-huh. that sounds negative, but I was just always so different and it took a long time in my family to understand that I wasn't the corporate nine to five person. Right. I needed to do this. And you know, some people will say like, is art education really an education? Of course it is. You know, like you're not just <laughs> doing art classes. You're taking, you know, it's, it's college. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would a hundred percent do it. I think that it's hard with a creative degree to know what to do. With I mean, with a lot of degrees too. It's kind of like when you're done, it's like go get a job. But what do you do with an art degree? Um, you know, you can kind of hope to make it, especially like art world being different than the photo world. You can kind of hope to make it in show in galleries and be big and like show in big cities, or you basically teach. And I felt like I would be comfortable being like an art teacher. Right. Had I not kind of almost lost the love. Not not that I didn't. I I still. Like painting, I just have a different form of doing it now. Like to me, doing it in the photo world and with Photoshop is my way of painting now, as opposed to picking up a brush.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like a long way of saying yes. I would totally do art school again. Okay. It's just so expensive.
0: <laughs> I know, and 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 similarly, uh, I, I also grew up in a creative family. Uh, my brother was a painter. Uh, he was the youngest uh, <laughs> and he was always the artist in the family. And uh my father was a sound engineer in the seventies and my mom was a fashion designer slash pattern maker. So I kind of grew up in this artsy family yeah. and I was, I was kind of, and not negatively kind of the black sheep. Like I was always kind of the one that was a little more motivated to get things done and, and, more business like my mom used to call me Alex Keaton. Um, which is so like, if you know me now, like it's a ridiculous, but that's the family that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like, and we both went to art school. My brother went to art school. And he went to SUNY purchase in New York and I went to FIT. Uh, fairly inexpensive schools for, mm-hmm. for art. Um, just difficult to get into. And we were lucky that we got that education and it definitely was the foundation, but I often ask myself like, would I, would I have needed it? And especially the more expensive art schools, like I kind of wonder, like, I mean, my, my brother was doing a senior art show and, uh, he had these giant canvases that he used to paint on and he did this mixed media stuff. He needed to hang them. He needed to make the, the frame, whatever it's called. And, My father came in and my father was a a union electrician by trade and my brother didn't know how to make the the frame to hang his canvases and he was graduating from art school (laughs) and he, my dad lost his shit, like found the professor and like just laid into him. How could this, how could this kid not know how to do this? And the teacher was like, I don't teach that. I, I can't tell them how to frame something. And My father just went bananas so i i think there's 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 the good and the bad with 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 that and that journey that you talked about is such an important one we it doesn't matter what it is whether it's photoshop or not and and that's an interesting one but
1: um i think a lot of what shaped me with the school thing too was when i look back if i'm taking the financials out of it because obviously school is expensive yeah. i wouldn't trade that time in my life for anything right and the friendships and what I created and whether it be good, bad, anything. I wouldn't trade any of that because it shaped so much of who I am.
0: Yeah. I think the only thing I would have done differently, I would have still gone to art school. The only thing I would have done differently is I probably would have taken a year off because for me as a kid growing up in the New York suburbs, and then all of a sudden, and I had spent a lot of time in the city as a kid, but a lot of the students were older, and they were 19, 20 years old, let's say. The city, New York City, is just so adult. So I had to grow mm-hmm. up really quickly in that atmosphere. And so doing it again, I would always give advice. And pe- parents have come to me and said, you know, my kid's thinking about doing this. And I always say, like, 18-year-old kid in New York City, not yet. Not, yeah. not ready for that yet. So are you, are you born and bred in Missouri?
1: Kind of. <laughs> um, I was born in St. Louis. We, so I come from a family that was like government. Okay. So um, I won't say what part, <laughs> just because I tell people to freeze up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we moved when I was about six months old, mm-hmm. and I lived in New Orleans, Louisiana, Arkansas, Pittsburgh for a while. Um, came back to St. Louis for a while. Okay. Left again. Kind of did the like back and forth thing, and then I've been back here for. I'm going to say 10 years now or so.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I, think he's, I think that's right. Cause I was remember looking at your Facebook page and I was like, "Oh wait, she lives in St. Louis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I <didn't even> know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me ask you, um, so 10 years in St. Louis is why St. Louis? Well,
1: I do have
0: family here. Okay. I was going to say, um, is your family still here? But
1: yeah, it's, it's not necessarily that this, this is going to probably sound wrong. It's not necessarily what keeps me here because yeah. I am somebody who feels somewhat nomadic in my life. Like the right opportunity I will move and like, you know, start over. Cause I've done it a couple of times in my life. Um, I actually, I really like this city. I, you know, especially for a Midwestern city that is not that big. I love, you know, like forest park and like, mm-hmm. there's lots of areas to go do things. And we're really lucky here because a lot of stuff is free. Yes. So if I want to just go in the art museum and walk around for the day and feel like I want to see any new exhibits or anything, I can just walk over there, do it for free and then go about my day. I don't have to be like, okay, it's going to cost this much and I have to carve <laughs> up my day to make sure I'm getting my money's worth or anything like that. Um, it's It just feels so much like a home base for me, regardless mm-hmm. of where I, I am or end up or anything like that. Um I think I'm just truly a Midwestern girl at heart, um, with so much of who I am, and I think that's why. I think it just feels comfortable because of, I don't know, just who I am. Like
0: that is so, but like that is, and you know, I've only been here five years, so or coming up on five years, and that is such a great way to describe St. Louis in general. Like it is such a comfortable city, and a lot of people, um, especially. From you know back east, they they don't know anything about St. Louis, and I knew nothing mm-hmm. about the city when we moved here. And people say to me like, "Why, you know, what is it that you like about St. Louis?" And you're right. There's a there's a comfortable aspect to it that, uh, in in some cases, for me, kind of feels like it lulls me to sleep a little bit sometimes. <laughs> like it's just like this little cradle that just it's very comfortable. And that's mm-hmm. not New York at all. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, and, and, and my biggest complaint has been a little bit of the culture side to St. Louis, but mm-hmm. the culture is here. It just needs to be sought out a lot more than, let's say, New York or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're right. I had just been to the art museum, uh, just a few weeks ago when I went to visit the, and Forest Park is, is such an incredible, uh, park, mm-hmm. uh, and beautiful. But I went to see that, the, the flags, the 9-11 flags, and mm-hmm. I just kind of stumbled into the art museum and I was like, holy shit, there are some incredible paintings in here that like, I, I, it blew my mind. And we, I wound up spending two hours in there and I didn't even know, I had no idea. And yeah. that was just one exhibit, it was just the top floor. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, like I never made it past. I was like, I was like, so many classic paintings are in there. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. is incredible.
1: I mean, I do feel like this city sometimes is forgotten because when you think yeah. of a midwestern city, you think of Chicago. You know, you Chicago you is is so different. Um it's like again, like we're kind of a city, but we're a, a small city. It's a town, yeah. And you know not going into all of this right now, but like our downtown is so small because yeah. people really live on the outskirts, but seeing what they've done, even in the past five years on um, trying to build and rehab so many of these buildings, like regardless, like, cause I kind of have the dream of being in multiple cities with mm-hmm. my business. I will always probably have something here, especially like the midtown area. I, of. And there's so many amazing buildings that they've built up that literally, like probably even three, five years ago, you probably you wouldn't really be driving down there at night. But now it's like, oh, like there's life, there's things happening. So it just is so different for people when they like. I've had friends visit from big cities like New York, LA, and stuff, and they're like, well, "What do you do downtown?" I'm like, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> out, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and you're right. There are some incredible buildings downtown, and uh, the rehab of some of these spaces and the revitalization. Unfortunately, it took a big hit with, with, uh, with the, with the pandemic. I felt like there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, places that were really just starting to ramp up. And, uh, I feel like life is still, is still moving. Um, but the different neighborhoods within St. Louis, like the Grove and, and, and other areas kind of gets lost with Midtown a lot. I mean, the only reason you usually go downtown is to go to a Cardinals game or a Blues game. Yeah. And, you know, outside or of that. A
1: game soon. What? Or a soccer game soon. Once they and get all
0: in. I know. And, and, and I passed it the other day when I was at Shutterfest or a couple months ago. And I didn't realize that it's right across the street from Union Station. It's yeah. right there. It's, it's literally right downtown. I'm excited about that. It's going to be fun. It, mm-hmm. And, and St. Louis is a great sports city. Um, I've enjoyed becoming a a Cardinals and Blues fan. Being here just because the games, going to ga- the games that those those uh, venues are so much. Going to a Yankee game is an epic adventure. <laughs> Every single one of them. It doesn't matter where you live. Mm-hmm. So going to a Cardinals game, it's like seven dollars for parking, and you're out in twenty
1: minutes. <laughs> <laughs> parking. I'm never
0: out in twenty minutes. Right. <laughs> You're like, you paid for parking? Like what's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, I gotta know the guy who owns the
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um so let's talk about your business and the stuff that you shoot a little bit. Uh it you you I don't see any you don't photograph any men. It's all women. Uh and you know just talk to me about the I don't know anything about you. Talk to me about the work that you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, you mentioned earlier about doing like kind of like intimate work. So I use the term boudoir professionally, but I actually don't like that term. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of feeling that that's kind of cheesy. I think a lot of people kind of go straight to glamour shots, Uh like from the 80s, 90s. I don't even know when they stopped doing glamour shots. Um, and I've actually had people call me like potential clients and be like, oh, is it like glamour shots? Like the thing you used to do and I have to stop them and be like, no. So I will use boudoir professionally. It's a shorter word, but I prefer, prefer saying intimate portraiture uh-huh. because yeah. I think it is so much more than having somebody come in. You have to be in lingerie. They have to pose a certain way. I think that there's, so many more elements. So what I do like with my sessions one, yes, you're correct. I don't photograph a lot of men. I actually do photograph men, just not a lot. And I don't really advertise it because that's not my target market. Uh Um, my target market is essentially what you see, (laughs) what I post. So I, it's really between my most common ages are going to be about 22 to 55 are kind of like my age range mostly. Um, But I do add a lot of portrait work into my boudoir sessions. So, and I think that a lot of that helps a client feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and not, and again, like it's not that scary feeling of like you have to come in and all of a sudden it's like, you know, take your clothes off or, you know, whatever. I've had clients come in and do almost their whole session, mostly portrait Uh and still feel uncomfortable. What I feel like I do differently though is, Kind of my customer service. So nobody can book anything without getting on the phone with me. They are like literally, and that's probably scary for anybody who's younger of a generation. (laughs) I mean, even like my mom will get on the phone with me sometimes, but like, (laughs) um, but, you know, phone calls are intimidating. But I do require that because, one, I want to have that connection. I want to talk to a real person. Yeah. I want to make sure that they're legit because I'm sure we've all had, like, leads or, like, somebody contact us and they're and it just feels a little, like, is this a real person? Is it a bot? Like, what is it? Um, I want them to – I want to know that they're a real person and I want to know them to know I'm a real person too. I want them to already have that connection and that comfort level that they're not just working with somebody who's, like, come in, I'm going to take your photo. Now you leave. I want to know why they're coming in. I want to know why it's important to them. And a lot of times it's either like something like a birthday or an anniversary, or sometimes people are getting over traumatic events. And that is, I like having that connection with people. Now now they're not required to talk about any of that, Mm -hmm. but for them to feel comfortable enough to say, "Hey, I had this thing happen. This is me, like, like a rebirth for myself." I'm always really honored that people come to me <laughs> for stuff like that. <laughs> um, there's almost an unintentional emotional aspect to my work, but it's there. I used to try to tr- get away from it, and I actually thought about for a couple years. I didn't shoot boudoir at all. Okay. I I started mostly professionally with boudoir. And I kind of stopped for a while and I was like, do I really want to do this? It never stopped calling me, like, (laughs) so to speak. Like, I would have so many clients reach out, hey, can we do a boudoir shoot? I'm going to come in for this, but can we do a boudoir shoot? Can we do this? And I was like, I'm clearly meant to do this. (laughs) And when I just stuck with like portrait work and then I was doing more like editorial stuff, I noticed I was still pouring so much of that, like, maybe. Someone told me like ethereal was a word that they used with my work too, like yeah. kind of that like ethereal, emotional, and I was like, okay, I'm clearly meant to do this. So, um, gosh, I'm all over the place with this. No, answer. no, you're fine, and
0: and 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 I think as as you're talking and I'm looking at your your Instagram, uh, there's an emotion. <laughs> Boudoir or intimate photography, whatever you want to call it, I totally agree with you on the boudoir term. I think it's an overused, overused <laughs> term. I think it sucks, uh, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it. I mean i I think for most people, it it means not a lot of clothing. There's an emotion that you, the most important thing with these, with I think with boudoir sessions is there's an emotion that you pull out from the subject. Mm -hmm. And that you do clearly, which is the reason, and with any portrait in general, great portrait shooters are able to pull out some sort of emotion from that, whether it be their posing or things that you do. There's a difference in the feel of your images and the face that I see as to somebody else who shoots a lot of women, let's say like Roberto Valenzuela or Jerry Guiones, or Mm -hmm. I'm just talking in our world. And that your work, I'm still here. Uh, your work is still, and I do this every single podcast. My camera goes out, and I'm like, I'm still here. Um, nice. And that that's what you pull pull out of that, and and almost like as I look at each one of these portraits, I feel like there is something there that they want to say, and you pull that out, and it it, it is incredible. Now I'm all over the place and trying to figure out <laughs> where we were going, but
1: it's hard to talk about yourself and then. Talk about that person to that person,
0: so. yeah, yeah, and I know it's hard for artists to talk about their work in this way, which is why I love doing this podcast because it 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 definitely brings you to places that you wouldn't normally talk about I do the other thing that I see with your work is I don't know whether you you must spend a lot of time the the clothing and the the makeup and well, let's just start with the clothing like. The clothing is is awesome.
1: <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so Talk to me I, about that. Yeah, I so I have way more of a client closet than my own closet. <laughs> I think I have about twenty things in my closet and about two hundred plus things in my client closet. Um, I love to shop for clients, but not for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to do a lot of vintage clothes shopping. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those pieces are unique or like kind of the big robes are p- kind of popular right now, mm-hmm. but you can either get those on Amazon or I like to go to bridal stores and kind of see what they have as well. I think that's kind of like a forgotten thing um, because if you can find a, like a knockoff, like a knock, not a knockoff, um, like a one-off dress, like maybe somebody bought it and fit, they returned it. Um, like if anything that's altered, I don't know if they can really sell but if you can buy them cheap, I'll go and I'll, like, just dye them and change the colors and, um, uh, yeah. Sorry, that's a weird way to answer that. Um, but, yeah, I like to go to – I don't go to, like, Goodwill as much, but I'll go to, like, smaller thrift stores. I know exactly what I'm looking for. So I'm not a shopper. Yeah. Ironically, I am not a shopper. <laughs> I go in. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what I want in my images. So I don't really go for cloud colors or patterns. And one, I just don't prefer them in general. Like I literally wear like all black all the time. (laughs) But two, um, like when I'm telling clients to like what to bring. So they will bring some things, but the majority of people do wear what's in my closet. Uh You know, it's important to me that they have timeless images. And if you have something that's like either like a super bright color or tie dye, like, I mean, that's made a comeback, um, or a loud print, it can start to look dated maybe five, 10, 20 years down the road. I'm like, but if we stick with neutrals and like pretty classic lines, you're going to be able to look at that in even 30 years and be like, Oh, when was that taken? Other than the fact that you're a different age, I think that it's important that it has a timeless feeling. And a lot of my reference, my reference is our like classic Hollywood and kind of just like simple, like beautiful shot. Um, you know, I mean, of course the lighting is is something in itself that I actually don't do a lot of the classic Hollywood lighting. Um, but I mean, even the same, you know, with my makeup artists too, like I'm very specific on who I work with, um, with that too. um, people that really do communicate with the client as well. That's super mm. important to me that it's not just someone coming in like doing makeup and then that's it. Like they, I really want them to feel like they're getting pampered for the day, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and, and there's, there's definitely a simplicity to your portraits as well. Generally there's some kind of, and forgive me if it's not the right word, some kind of muted or modeled backdrop of some kind mm-hmm. Maybe a prop here and there. And then there's, there's different ones. Uh, and I could definitely tell that the, the, the clothing that you shop for is definitely a skill of yours. I mean, it's definitely obvious that I'm sure some of the clothing comes from your clients, but I can definitely tell that some of the shopping is done by you. And by the way, my 13 year old has discovered Goodwill in St. Louis and she absolutely loves it as well. Uh, it is definitely a, 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 a as a young punk rocker in New York, oh, I used to yeah. love going thrift shopping. So taking her thrift shopping now is a lot of fun for me. Yeah, um, but the Goodwills in St. Louis are pretty awesome.
1: They're really good, yeah. and there's there's really good ones to go to if you know which ones to go to. So yeah. I will send you a link on that later. Okay, <laughs> yeah, she'll
0: appreciate that. She she really will. Um, and as she has started. Um, rating uh, my closet for vintage T-shirts, as she calls it, <laughs> which is horrible. Uh, uh, I, I can appreciate. it. So, last thing, and then and then we'll wrap up. I want to talk. I, I want to talk about lighting a little bit, but not not going to super depth. But um, I think the other thing that is neat about your portraits is I feel like a lot of it is just available light. Uh, I could be wrong, but I feel like some of it is definitely feels like window light or you're creating window light. And I think that also lends to the experience as well, because you're not starting with a bunch of lights. So I'd love, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. So I do, so I'm, I'm very spoiled in the space I'm in. I have five humongous windows mm. that are probably like 10 feet tall or so. Mm. So I have a lot of available light, mm. but a lot of times I also fill with light as well. Okay. Um, now I do like a lot of like, hard lines as well on certain portraits. Mm -hmm. So I don't rely just on the window light because sometimes like the other day, like when the storms were rolling through, I had a shoot and it can get so flat in there. The light. Um, I think that that's kind of a misconception of like, Oh, you've got these windows. It's fine. I'm like, "Mm, you don't know like how dark and flat that (laughs) there's weather here. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually, I will feel I'm kind of, I like, I'm a one light person. Mm -hmm. So even the gear I have in my space slash if I'm going somewhere, I like to put everything in one backpack. <laughs> yeah, I not like to carry a lot of stuff even with an assistant. Anytime I have an assistant, I don't even utilize them. I forget they're there and it's not mean. I just am so used to doing it myself. Yeah. So I kind of do a little bit of a mix of lighting. Um, and it really kind of depends too if I'm trying to fill a certain dark spot in my space. Um, and I also shoot in a very small space. I shoot in my kitchen. Wow. So that's where my studio is huh. um, I'm kind of lucky. My kitchen's kind of long, but I shoot in about 150 square feet or so. Wow. And then occasionally use my bedroom, like the bed. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So it's a super small space. So I am lucky that I have all that light, but you'd be, cra- it's, it's crazy how flat it can go <laughs> so fast. <laughs> um, and luckily like everything in that kitchen is either gray or white. So I do have a lot of bounce. Um, yeah, I do kind of a mix of both. Okay. I've been on both sides. I've been studios where I had nothing but natural light and it was just light and bright. And then I realized that wasn't me. Right. Then I, my next space was no natural light. So I had to use all studio lighting. <laughs> so now I have like a happy mix between the two.
0: Cool, cool. All right. Uh, so last question and then we'll wrap up. Uh, I, workshops, teaching, Any do you do any education? I think you I do. do.
1: tell us i i took a little break with the pandemic uh Uh, as we all did i didn't really do any of the online stuff i really took the time to focus on my business Mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff i was teaching was more shooting aspect. but now i feel so much better on the business side so that will be kind of what i'm planning to do really more in 2022 is when i will go back to teaching and workshops um kind of in the talks about doing a few things. So um, when all of that is ready, I will share that with you if you'd like to share with people as well. Okay. Um, But yeah, a lot of the teaching I've done in the past is more uh, like lighting and styling. Styling is a big one I get asked about. Yeah,
0: um, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Um, So yeah, more of that will come out more like 2022 or so that I'll be doing that
0: kind of stuff again. Cool. It's coming up quick. It is. is. I don't know where this year went, but I looked at the calendar the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, it's uh, um, Hanukkah is like two days after Thanksgiving this year. And in this house, we celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah, so we call it Christmakah. <laughs> so it's going to be like a month. My kids, they're just, it's like a month of Chrismica this year. So. That
1: sounds <laughs> um,
0: Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's just around the corner. So anyway, thank you for sharing with us this week. Uh, it's really been awesome getting to know you a little bit better. Okay. And, uh, hopefully as things move, uh, uh, m- m- as we open up and are socializing again, uh, I can see you on the other side of the room. Like I don't really do. Maybe we'll I'm talk sure to I each other.
1: run into each other at all. But you know, it's, I don't run into anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, thanks for being on this week's episode of Something New Every Week, Shen. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I'd love it if you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com, great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into something new every week. We will see you back here next week.